All right, guys. So I know we're having a bye week kind of out of nowhere. We weren't really planning on this. And so we had to scramble. And we all have our jobs on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. Ben, you're in charge of puns. Yep. Chris, you're in charge of Dune. Dune references. But also, uh, um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Pogs? Turboverse. I keep basically. I'm like kind of like a social, a social media entrepreneur. Yeah. It's uh, got like you got like a title. It's like marketing, Ma- no. marketing. No, it's like so. There's like the keeper of the holocron for Star Wars, where they're in charge of all the Star Wars canon. Yeah. You're that, but for the Turboverse, and it's got a name, and I can't remember it right now. Um, I'm the master of lore. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Ke- keeper of the Turboverse. Keeper of the Turboverse. Okay. He's a bus. Bustard. No. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't land. Um, and then my job is guest relations. You know, I'm always in charge of getting a guest on. And I know I've been kind of lazy. We had Geeky Greek a couple of times. Yeah. Good guy. You only know one guy. Like, what's the point of having well, you as guest relations? Well, I only knew one guy until we started this podcast. Um, you may remember we've gotten a lot of fan mail from a particular individual. Um, mm-hmm. our, our biggest fan, uh, Lori and Gurley. Oh, okay. I thought our biggest fan was uh, SoundCloud asking for us to pay. <laughs> <laughs> we do get we do get fair amounts of emails from SoundCloud. <laughs> um, no, but Lori and Gurley, she sends yeah. us more emails than anyone besides SoundCloud asking for money. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I arranged. Um. I found out where Lori Ann is in relation to the bunker, and it was surprisingly close. Wait, what? Yeah, um, it ends up she's a local. Uh, she's from Michigan, too, and she lives right by the bunker. Okay, so she's not an electric lady. Hold on a second. No. Hold on a second. She, we are legally required to say the bunker may be in Michigan. <laughs> it may also not be in Michigan. Maybe Lorianne is very far away from us. Maybe, maybe she is, but she's not. Uh, it was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really close. I did Google Maps. Um, so Lorianne is actually going to be joining us tonight as our guest. Okay, well, I'm excited to have another guest. I mean, do you think it's like, do you think it's safe? Like, what if she's like a crazy fangirl? I hope it's safe because she's already in the room. She's in the corner. None of you looked in. She's she's right there. Hi, guys. Oh, oh. hello. Awkward. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. This is why you don't ever say mean things about people. People are always listening. So, uh, Lorianne <laughs> um, is here to help us in our bye week. Yeah. Um, Lorianne is a t- teacher by profession mm-hmm. and is a history buff. Yeah. So we are going to do a history episode. Huh. Okay. With Lorianne. Theme song. Okay. You, you forgot to hit the play button. Oh, sorry. Theme song. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Draft the Universe. We're the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and then fight to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. I'm Jafar. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And I'm Lori Ann Gurley. And we're here doing a special bi-week episode with a slight rule change from normal. 
Okay. Um, so normally when we do a bye week, we've got a big pile of criteria, right? And we take turns and we all take turns judging. Lorianne's going to be the judge this week. Hmm. So it's okay. just going to be the three of us head to head for the rest of the night. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. All right. For the first time, we yeah. might not be at each other's throats over impartial uh, judging. That might happen. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a nice change. And it will, we'll know for certain uh, that the judging has been impartial when Jafar once again comes in second place. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, you know, we will. Anything could happen. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Literally, um, all of the criteria and things that Lorianne has uh, just kind of showed up. And it said, don't open, save for her. Hmm. And I assumed it was talking about Lorianne, so I just ran with it. Did you, like, take any sort of, like, surveys from a strange robotic voice on a telephone? I had some weird dreams before I got here. Okay, yeah, that, that fits. Okay, that, yeah, that works. that's normal. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> all right, well. Lots of screaming, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. Um, you show up at school, but you're wearing too many clothes. Yeah. And then you just die from overheating. That's a... That's a memory for me because I lived my childhood in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I met another uh, Canadian uh, expatriate today. By the way, I'm not technically an expatriate because I have dual citizenship, and in order to be an expatriate, you have to leave the land of of your like where you were like born and raised. Um, <clears throat> I just okay. love learning about you guys. <laughs> this is so great. Yeah, Lorianne, it's great to have you here. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, uh... Can I sit down? I've been in this corner for a while. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah you got... You Thanks. Did, you, you did get here before any of us. <laughs> I yeah. appreciate it. I was it. a little surprised to find you when I came down to set up the bunker. But, <laughs> Great. Thanks, um, guys. Okay, yeah, pull up a chair, please. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there's... So, so yeah, I'm not quite an expatriate, although I... That's, it's so romantic. Sometimes I think I might want to be one at some point. Yeah, it's a nice maybe, term. Maybe I'll go live in some, like peaceful corner of, of Africa or something like that. You yeah. Know? I mean, you can be Chris Roy expatriate. Yeah. We're going to have to censor your last name there or no, no you know, right. you're a citizen of the internet now. Yes. I'm a citizen of the internet now. Although <laughs> the more information that I give out about myself, the more and more likely it is that I'll be doxxed. So kind of hard. Like right now people have my first and last name. They have roughly kind of what I do for a living. And then they have the fact that I'm, a citizen of two countries. That's enough for a shady government agency to totally wipe me off the map. Yeah. But the average person is still miles away. So well, I'll just tell sense. you one thing. I, I haven't been doxxed, but I got docked. I came outside and there was just a lake in front of my house and a boat tied up to a dock. I, oh, I oh. thought they cut off your tail. <clears throat> no, no. I was thinking something else and you should totally not check Urban don't, Dictionary right yeah, now. Don't, 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 don't Google docking. Don't Google docking don't, don't do in it. Urban Dictionary. You'll be happier. If you want, if you have to know, there's a Jim Jeffries special <laughs> that just came out on Netflix that goes into it at length. Uh, feel free to check that <laughs> I'm out. Not, I wouldn't be surprised. I, Jim Jeffries is... I don't... I see why people like him. <laughs> is the way I will word it. <laughs> All right. Okay, so... Uh, I will just say I'm very excited. I love quizzes. Uh, I love games. And so I feel really, really good about, uh, about taking this on with an impartial judge. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, what are we in for? Yeah, you want to you wanna start us off? 
Lorian? Can I call you Lo for short? That's cute. I love it. Okay, cool. All right, Lo, why don't you start us off? Okay. So, um, let's see. Oh, cool. Okay, this is really cool because this was in my dream. And this is, I totally teach this, guys. So, one okay. of, the, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the, um, one of the things that I teach is world literature. I teach 11th and 12th graders. So, the, the old ones. Um, and this is a question, uh, about the Epic of Gilgamesh. Okay. As known from the Star Trek The Next Generation episode. Darmok. Darmok. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I got this one. That's Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. That's, that's the GF in Final Fantasy VIII. It's also yeah. the last season of uh, Hercules' Incredible Journeys. It's also the second to last boss in Final Fantasy V. So we say, we're saying, what we're saying is, we know Gilgamesh. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's Definitely. got a bunch of swords and he's a clown-looking dude. That's totally Gilgamesh, right? Oh, God. Okay. Let's hear the okay. question. Okay. So this is this is kind of a fill in the blank, finish the story kind of question here. So um, we'll we'll see how this goes. So the Epic of Gilgamesh is widely accepted as being written down in 2000 BC, though it took place about 700 years before it was written down. Gilgamesh is your typical half god king. Uh, he has accomplished many heroic deeds with his bestie. Enkidu. Uh, Gilgamesh caught the eye of Princess Ishtar, the goddess of love, fertility, war, and sex. You'd think that Gilgamesh would be flattered, but he gave the ultimate rejection speech that later led to the death of his best friend. Why did Gilgamesh reject Ishtar's proposal of marriage? Feel free to give your answer in the form of a speech. <clears throat> okay. Um. Wow. Okay. Um, this would be something that my students would be quizzed on. Okay. So are you smarter than a, a 12th grader? <clears throat> I think that really the question is, are you funnier than a 12th grader? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's uh, maybe definitively yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I know that I'm tw- I'm funnier now than I was when I was 12 years old, although I thought I was very funny when I was 12. 12 years old. Yeah, twelfth grade. Twelfth grade. Oh, sorry, twelfth yeah. grade. Sorry. No, twelve. Yeah, no. You confused me by saying twelfth grade instead of grade twelve. Yeah, I, I don't um, know if this would be appropriate for for twelve year olds. There's some racy stuff in this okay, this yeah. tale. Okay, so twelfth yeah. grade, approximately seventeen to eighteen. Then. Yeah, yes. just about. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't like it, and no, I'm not going to put a ring on it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I just pictured uh, I, I pictured Ishtar as like a Beyonce, like doing a whole yeah. like yeah war, fertility, whoa, whoa, sex. Whoa, 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 yeah, she'd be a great whoa, goddess. Whoa, whoa. She is a goddess. Yeah, she is a goddess. And really? I'm, I'm imagining her doing the Beyonce like single da- single ladies dance, except that she has multiple arms. I don't know if that's the same religion necessarily, mm, no. but like let's just same like, area. Let's just like 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 live in it for a second and yeah. imagine like a, a multi armed goddess lady with like blue skin and awesome jewelry, just doing like the single lady dance. I think that would probably be. Um, maybe that's already happened. I should check. India is it's very, probably not offensive. I, India's India's social media presence is very strong, so maybe it's they've true. already made it. Mm. Well, I think it's very clear. Gilgamesh would be like Ishtar. Come on, you're a goddess. You've seen what's going on. You see, I've spent the last several years just hanging out with my bro Inkidu. Get woke. Come on. I'm not. I'm not going to pretend anymore. Like. We're together. We're a couple. Like, get with it. Get with the program. 
This oh. isn't 3000 BCE anymore, okay? Oh, a little bromance going on. Yeah. Well, it's not It's not even a bromance. It is a romance. Gotcha. You know, mm-hmm. he's the only one who could, you know, he had to go out and tame the wild man Enkidu, if you know what I'm saying. I've heard that the, okay. that, that, that Enkidu smelled, like, really bad. Like, he was really wild. Well, yeah, he, he was yeah. raised he, as, an, as an animal and didn't know he was a man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wears, like, a ghillie suit and he's got two beards. And that's that's just what's going on in my head right now. Yeah. He was actually tamed by a harlot first, and then and then Gilgamesh swooped in. So partial credit? I don't know. This sounds so familiar. I think I must have listened to this topic on another podcast. Jafar, <laughs> 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 go, go on. Okay, so Gilgamesh, like you know, meets Ishtar, and it's just like, oh my, you're a god. <laughs> I cannot even right now. Oh, like, I can't even right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you think you're interested in me and you want me to be interested back in you? And it's like, yeah, you're like a goddess of fertility and sex. And I'm sure that's cool. But like the whole war thing, like, I'm kind of done with that. Okay. I did the stuff. I fought the battles. Can I just be done with that? And I know that if we're a thing, everyone's going to be coming after you like, oh, war, let's go do it. And it's all like, no, let's not do it. Was that the voice of Gilgamesh? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I've done a terrible thing. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you have. (laughs) I wrote that question originally that brought this Valley Girl voice into our podcast. And now I'm going to have to do something very dramatic and drastic to get rid of it. (laughs) Maybe one day you'll figure out what that is. Someday. Someday I'll just have to travel back in time or something. All right, so what's the judgment? Um, so do you want me to give you the real story or judge first? Uh... Judge first. Judge first. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I am, I'm definitely going with, um with Jafar on this one. Um, <laughs> and the reason why is I just I just feel like Gilgamesh could totally be speaking like that um, and be speaking in that manner to Ishtar because the way that Ishtar reacts to Gilgamesh after this situation is totally princess valley girl, daddy, come give me the bowl of heaven so I can smash this boy. Um, and so Jafar gets this one. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, so give you a little bit of the actual story um i'll give you a little bit of what gilgamesh actually said so she's basically like you know hey i'm gonna give you all these really great things and then gilgamesh comes up and she's like yay i'm gonna marry this really hot guy right and then he's like what would i have to give you if i married you do you need oil or garments for your body do you lack anything for food or drink i would gladly feed your food fit for a god i would gladly give you wine fit for a king um Half the door that keeps out the breeze is not a blast, a palace that crushes down valiant warriors, an elephant who devours its own covering, pitch that blankets the hands of the bears, and a water skin that soaks its bearers through. Basically, he, he's saying, like, yeah, there, there's more to you than, uh, than, than what, what is on the surface. And then goes on to talk about all of her lovers and all the things that she did to them, like turning them into wolves. And turning them into stallions and digging them into pits. Exactly and like Beyonce. So why didn't you give it to me? But uh. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, elephant ate its own covering. Yeah, that one. That one uh, stuck on me too. Yeah. Is that uh, like that scene in Hard Rock Zombies <clears throat> where the midget eats its own skin? 
Yes. I think it's probably just the mark of a bad elephant at this point in history is like you give it its blanket and the next morning you come out and there's just like a little corner of the blanket hanging out of its mouth. You're like, bad elephant. <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking it was an elephant that like... My neighbor the- my neighbor Todd's elephant didn't eat his own blanket. So what are you doing, the elephant there? God, that movie was terrible. Yeah. All right, let's go on. All right. Okay. Good job, Jafar. Um, moving on. Let's see what's going to pop up. Okay. We're going to go, it looks like a thousand years later. Okay. Oh, this is something I like too. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm kind of a Bible nerd. Uh, I majored in religion and this is a really cool story. It looks like all these have to do with women, which is kind of cool. Oh, I get it. I'm the first woman on your podcast. Get it? Okay. All right. So... Here's your question. Let's see. The book of Judges in the Bible was written about a thousand years after the Epic of Gilgamesh. Basically, it chronicles a time when Israel had no king, but the Israelites kept on screwing up, and God would send them a judge to straighten them out. The story goes in Judges 4 that Israel had fallen into the hands of the king of Canaan, and he had an army commander named Sisera, who was very oppressive. He had 900 chariots of iron, which was pretty impressive. It's a bunch of chariots. Yeah, it's a lot of chariots. Uh, the judge of Israel at that time was a prophetess named Deborah. She was one of five women who were prophets in the Bible. Um, she goes to a man named Barak. Okay. Pretty cool. Okay. To lead Israel against Sisera. Barak was all, I guess I'll go, but you have to go with me. Uh, then Deborah claps back and says, oh, I'll go, but don't worry. A woman is destined to kill Sisera, not you. So there's a huge battle. Sisera gets away. Um, and how does Sisera meet his end? And Deborah, Deborah does prophesy that that it will be a woman. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure I got this one because I know judges. Uh, I know how judges act, and so as he's trying to escape, he gets to the ocean, and he's like, "All right, I got to get to my boat." And then, oh no, there's there's the judges on on the deck, and she's like, "That's going to be a no for me, dog." And then they sail away. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm really fixated on the uh, the 900 iron chariots, and I'm convinced that this is a story about time travel. Uh, so I'm gonna say uh, what happens is the judge goes to escape, and right before the judge gets away, uh, the judge is found to be judged by Judge Judy. Who totally just is all like, no, you know what you're doing, you're running off, guilty, and then like throws her gavel at him and it bonks him just right, he dies. Okay. See, that's almost exactly what I was going to go for, except that I was going for a different dread from the opposite, or maybe from a little bit further in the future. Um, Somebody who comes down out of the heavens uh, with uh, excellent looking armor, um, some guns, uh, and uh, Ben, would you help me out with this one? What does he say when he lands? I'm the law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna think. I'm gonna say Judge Dread uh, comes down and then like just trips him because he has to die by a lady. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, so Judge Dread trips him is like, hey, hey, your turn now. And then I think probably somebody cuts his head off with the chainsaw. Like like a, uh, what's her name? Like Olivia uh, Thrillby? Is, is it Hershey? It's something in this in the second Dread. Judge Dredd movie. Okay, I, yeah. I think Hershey's in the first one. He's got a lady sidekick. He yeah. has one in both. Yeah, well, it's 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, her. I, I, yeah, her. It's been a long time since I've seen these movies. Oh, God, that's going to bother me. I was really going after the Judge Dredd angle, and then I just forgot that I needed, needed a lady. Need a lady, so. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. All right. So, Lo. Yes. Who got it right? Olivia Thrilby. Wow. Well done. Um, okay, so I am going to go with Chris on this one. <laughs> um, he didn't even pick a girl. <laughs> he he but, brought Judge Dredd. Uh, but it's a callback, and I'm your <laughs> biggest fan. And I nerded out for a second. <laughs> okay. I thought that was cool. Okay. I also, so in my head, I had this idea of making some kind of like weird juxtaposition with Judith and Holofernes, just to make you <laughs> geek out a little bit. Like I would have geeked out. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> but, would have. But but he left he left the judge dread on the table, and I had to go after it. Yeah. You also said that there was a dread that came out of the sky. I don't know if you caught that, and I was like, what? It was a judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but the judge Judy also was uh, pretty awesome. I, I would probably read more of the Bible. If, if Judge, if Judge Judy, Judy was in it, was in it. yeah. Oh, let's be, let's yeah. be honest here. If Judge Dredd was in the Bible, <laughs> <laughs> circulation would be significantly higher. I don't think so. Judge Dredd comics are not all that popular. <laughs> Just imagine though, if there was like a like a religion in place behind it, and you had to read Judge Dredd. Do you guys want to hear the real story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically, Barack uh, kills Cicero's entire army. And Cicero runs away, gets away, so Barack doesn't get the the final kill, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, he runs away to the tent of a woman named uh, JL. And she says, come into my tent. Lay down. I'll stand guard outside. And while he's getting all snuggly in his blankie, she comes with a tent peg and stabs it into his temple and pegs him to the floor of the tent. And he dies, and Barack comes, and she's like, here's your dude. Got so it is. You. So it is pretty Judith and Holofernes. Oh yeah, like it's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that was a fun story. Yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah. for that, Lo. I love yeah. that story. Ten staked to the ground is a pretty gnarly way to go. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore. And there's two females in that story. That doesn't happen very often, unless they're you know getting raped or you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. What was the first name in that story? Uh, Deborah. No, before, like, the very first name you said in that story. Barack? Before that. Cicero. Before Cicero. Uh. Deborah. Yeah, there's Deborah, Barack, and Cicero. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that a fourth character in that? No. Uh, well, the, the girl at the end. Okay. J- there's JL. Okay. Yeah. Is, so, is that J-Lo? Is that how that's spelled? J-A-E-L. Oh, almost. Like okay. I, it was probably like, like Jehovah's like God J-Lo's or something initials. like that. Yeah, yeah like Jalo's and in- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like the judge on American Idol. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, it's that- a no for me, dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, was Jalo on American Idol? Yeah. yeah. Man, I knew there was a reason I had stopped watching that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they got it right the first time. Paul Abdul was great. No, I mean. Kelly Clarkson. Oh well, yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> once once you've once you've crowned one American Idol, it doesn't make a lot of sense to continue crowning American Idols. Yeah, kind of invalidates it. Like this process has crowned how many American Idols so far? So like, or the first I do four, like the 14, idea of just having like, an election every year for leader. <laughs> Although that I will seems say very appealing to I me. will say one of the main main parts of having idols is having false idols. 
And so that's that's why most of the, the American idols roaming around are false, false idols. False idols. Is that like Clay Aiken? Yes. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Clay Aiken didn't even win. He lost to Ruben Stutter. Well, yeah, he's false idol. Yeah, yeah. false idol. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have to ask as a fan, do you actually like Kelly Clarkson? I love Kelly Clarkson. I've seen her in concert. She's great. I have, too. She's pretty great. Maybe you guys were at the same concert. How weird would that be? That'd be really cool. Uh, did you happen to see uh, uh, the Beach Boys in the early 90s? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Wow, that's okay. that's crazy, guys. John Stamos was there. Oh, I saw John Stamos in the Beach Boys once. I, I, <laughs> I just feel like that's just how John Stamos does. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Mitch Hedberg once. Me too. I actually did. <laughs> huh. Before a Stephen Lynch concert. He opened for him. Yep, that was the same yeah. one. Yep. Yeah, I was he, at that one too, actually. Really? This is weird. No way. Do you guys live around here too? Can no. you tell me that? No, we don't live around here. Where's the bunker? We're in the bunker. We're in the oh, bunker. That's that's why you had to be blindfolded in I order know. to enter yeah. here. Yeah. But, to be honest, I would tell you, but it's just against the rules. We I would tell you, but rules. I don't know if I know anymore. We don't break the rules. Now, Mitch Hedberg gave a lot of beer to the stage. Yeah. That's what I remember. And then he died a couple months later. He also put his leather jacket on a mic stand and referred to it as Johnny Ramone. Yeah. Wow. Show. Yeah. Mm. R.I.P. Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah. Neat. And don't break the rules. Well, there's another question. All right. Okay. You want to Okay. All right, this is a British history question. Oh, it has to do with queens. Okay, so I'm a huge queen nerd, okay? Okay. Um, uh, the band's cool but too, but I really, Here yeah. Here we are, born to be kings. We are princes of the universe. I've been digging body language lately, actually. But that wasn't in Highlander. No, no, but it's a queen song. It's always weird when one of us gets earnest about something that we're trying to make jokes about. <laughs> yes, Queen is a good band, Jaffair. We can all get on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. Body, just, that's just the song that I've been listening to from them lately. Right. You, do you know what's also a good band? David Bowie. Oh David Bowie's God. a man, not a band. Well, David you Bowie You have no idea how hard it is for me to not only be talking about David Bowie right now. Yeah. The Beatles are also pretty good too, right? Huh? The Beatles are great. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back can to anybody, Queen. Can anybody think of any other cool bands they want to talk about? Um, I think I think I think Lorianne has something she wants to talk about. Yeah. You guys want to hear about Matilda of Scotland? Please. Okay, so Matilda of Scotland. Okay, uh, second queen um, after the Battle of Hastings in 1066. Okay. Okay. Um, was betrothed to Henry the First, son of William the Conqueror and Matilda of Flanders. Okay. okay. She was the daughter of King Malcolm. Of Macbeth fame. Okay, I'm an English teacher. I kind of, you know. And Margaret, who is later St. Margaret, daughter of Edward the Exile. All in all, it was a really good and powerful match. However, a false identity that she assumed when she was younger proved to be a major obstacle to the match. Tell me about Matilda of Scotland's shadowy past. Oh, this is easy. I got this. Okay. It's the place where you're sent when you're no good. It's the place that's made of iron and wood. Matilda got sent to the chokey. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I knew that works I knew well. I knew you were going for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm the person who gets to make weird connections to other universes. <laughs> 
full disclosure, when that movie first came out, I would sit and watch the trailer that was just, I think it was just Shake Sonora. Yeah. And I would mm-hmm. just watch it over and over again because I loved the book so much and I was so excited. I was fangirling so hard over it. <laughs> yes, that's that's my, my memory of <laughs> Matilda. All right. Shady past. What could prevent what could prevent a, a queen from doing so well in the future? Um, I'm going to say that maybe she... Uh, Dressed up as a boy, um, put herself in armor, and went out to kind of uh, protect the family's honor and legacy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I've got a pretty good guess on this one. As we know, with, like, queens and kings, courtly etiquette is super important. You have to know who to bow to, who bows to you. Uh, you have to wear the right fashion for your place. And then you have to be able to take place in all the very intricate dances. And uh, she shows up, you know, to this new French, you know, French court because, you know, William the Conqueror, he came from Normandy. They were bringing the new styles and they were only dancing to 4-4 music. And she shows up from Scotland and she's like, oh, no, from where I'm from, we dance to 3-4. And they're like, who's this waltzing Matilda? That was better than you all acted. (laughs) That took a lot of thinking on your feet. It's a lot of there's a lot of setup on that. Yeah. Um I I hate to to level the playing field, but I think that your story is definitely the best story. (laughs) Um even though I do love the movie Matilda. Um, Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And uh yeah, well the Waltzing Matilda wins that one. Woo! Yeah. Just to just be clear here. Were waltzes a big thing in Scotland? No, I no. assume not. <laughs> Probably never, not. <laughs> like, German, uh, like from the Rhineland, there's a bunch of waltzes. It's just, I'm trying, I'm struggling to think of Scottish music in 3-4 right now, and it's, it's hurting it's my not. brain. It's not. <laughs> you just think of a bagpipe in 3-4. How'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of weird, like... Flem saxophone you got going there, Ben. Oh, it was it was the chorus. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, do you guys want to know the real answer? Yes, yeah. please. Okay, so um, she had a uh, aunt named Christina that really, really wanted her to be a nun, um, and she did. She wanted nothing to do with that. So basically, when uh, would be suitors would come, she would uh, pretend to be a nun and take the veil um, to to repel them away. Um, and this came to a head when, uh, her dad, Malcolm comes and says, Hey, you're going to marry this dude. And she's all praying and being pious. And he bursts in, rips the veil off, drags her out of the nunnery and says, no, you're going to marry this dude. Um, and later on, um, that didn't work out. Um, and later on when Henry the first wanted to get married, um, people, they, she had, they had done a so, such a good job at pretending that she was a nun that the archbishop was like, I don't think you can marry her. She's married to Christ. She's a, she's a nun. <laughs> and they had to get all this dispensation. They had to prove that she had never taken the vows and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. So it came back to bite her in the get end. Get her Jesus annulment, yeah. Yeah, hmm. exactly. Yeah, you got it. Huh. Yep. Yeah. So that's a story. Okay. Cool. 
Yeah. I mean, not cool, but get yeah. thee from a nunnery. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. when you said you know like uh, you said the word head in there. I was trying to make some kind of like Shakespeare pun about maiden heads, and it just it never fit. Mm. No, you, yeah. the 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 obvious joke here is when the suitor shows up, she was having none of it. That was a very veiled pun. Mm. Oh, I'm Ooh. sorry. Puns are a bad habit. Oh, fuck. oh, <laughs> oh, that was uh, painful. Oh god. I'm oh, is he mama. like this all the time, guys? Yes. Get yes, they both is. to a nunnery. Oh. It never ends. Oh, I'm so sorry. Me too. All right. I need a palate cleanser. Can we get another, yeah. another thing? This one's also about queens, though. Okay. Are you okay with this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Be. All right. So, um, this is about the the first queen of England disputed. Okay. Um, many know that Mary the first daughter of Henry VIII was the first queen regnant of England. That means she was the first to um, not just be married to a queen or to a king, but was actually like the ruler. However, Mary I was not the first female to be considered her father's heir. Many believe that this woman was really the first queen of England, even though she was never crowned. Talk to me about her famous war for the throne with her cousin Stephen. So Stephen tries to take the throne, and he's like, hey, yo, I'm a dude, so I'm, I'm going to be king. And what is another word for England? Brittany. Britannica. It's because of this queen, Brittany. And she was like, oh my god, no. All right? I'm older. I'm better. I'm smarter than you. Get out of my throne. And then she, like, comes with all of her swords and her spears, and it's just like, this is my chair. And you can't pull off a crown. Be God. So, there's only one Stephen who's got a female cousin that I remember a war for the crown for. And that is Stephen Baldwin and his cousin Ireland Baldwin. Ireland Baldwin? What? Yeah. That this is an actual person. Okay. <laughs> please, please tell me the story. So, um, it all started. So, um, Ireland is one of Alex's kids, right? And so, um, I mean, Ugh. so it, you might. It's actually Al, Stephen would probably be. I don't know. The Baldwin family tree confuses me. They're cousins, even though I feel like it should be uncle, uncle and niece. It's their cousins. Don't ask. <laughs> Um, and so they had a big war um, for England at the time that caused them to go, okay, well, we'll just split it. So they fought for the kingdom, and then one of them got one island, and the other got some more land right adjacent to it there, and named it after herself. And that's why we have Ireland and Britannia, which, of course, when we translate from Anglo-Saxon runes, is actually Stephen. Ah, Steve Land. Yeah. <laughs> the original name of, of the of the mighty United Kingdoms. <laughs> Steve, Steve Land. Land. Steve Land, yeah. Hmm. So the only so the only Steve that is coming to my mind is my uncle Steve. Um mm. so I'm gonna say that it might be him though. So I, I think it was. I think it's him and my mom. Um my mother, whose name is Mary. Um uh and I think that there actually wasn't a war, so like maybe shut your mouth. 
Um, <laughs> I think these are just vicious rumors because my mom's a lovely lady and she would never hurt anybody. Even if she was denied her throne? Well, she wasn't because she's a lovely lady and nobody would deny her a throne. Oh, fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But in my story, it's still called Steve Land. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say just for creativity again, the, the, the Steve and Ireland Baldwin. Yeah. Story is, yeah, that's one, that one's going to Jafar on that one. Though I, I do love the Valley Girl talk uh, that's coming from, from the three of you. Um, my life is fucking hell. Yeah. Sorry about that. Your, your mother seems like a lovely lady. She is. Yeah. 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 Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, Chris's mom. She actually might be listening. Aww. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what's the real story? Okay, so the real story is about uh, the Empress Matilda. Um, she was the daughter of Henry the First and Matilda of Scotland, of the person that we just talked about. Okay. Um, she was betrothed to the Holy Roman Emperor Henry V when she was eight years old. They didn't get married till they were twelve, and then he died, and she was twenty-three, and she had to get remarried. Um, and her dad, Henry the First, that we just talked about as well, um, had one son, William who died in the white ship disaster, which is a really fun thing to look up. So if you, I don't have time to get into that. Um, so the only male heir, Womp Womp, was dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Matilda was married off to a 15-year-old son of the Count of Anjou. His name was Geoffrey. Um, and she, yeah. Um, and uh, Jeff was 11 years younger than her. Um, she was pissed. Okay. Um, because she went from the wife of one of the most powerful rulers in the entire world to marry to a teenager um, <laughs> within, you know, a couple of years. Um, but she ended up having three sons with Jeffrey. So, you know, they, they at least, you know, did it a little bit. But she hate, they hated each other. They just never, ever liked each other. So basically after the heirs were born, they, they cut that off. Um, and she never, ever took on the title Countess of Anjou. She was so angry about the situation that her dad made her marry. Yeah. Um, so on his deathbed, Henry I made Matilda his heir, a woman. <laughs> yeah, a woman. <laughs> um, and forced his nobles to back her claim to the throne. Um, so everybody's like, oh, this is a woman. Okay. And then we have Stephen, who would be later Stephen I. Okay. Um, came and swooped in. Um, and tried to claim the throne. Uh, Matilda had to bide her time, and her husband, Geoffrey, who ended up not being useless, okay, uh, helped her to take over Normandy. And then her half-brother, uh, Henry's favorite bastard, Robert, the Earl of Gloucester, uh, helped her take uh, part of England, okay? Um, there were lots of siege battles. Stephen was pissed. Um, Stephen pissed off the wrong people. Uh, and then he was captured and taken to Matilda. And then she won. She basically ruled the west end of Scotland or the west part of England for a little while. She was named the Lady of England, but she never actually had a coronation. And then when she got to London, uh, she took that over. But hey, they actually liked Stephen better. And then all of this stuff kind of, of fell apart. Yeah, fucking Stephen, man. Yep. So uh, she had to escape in the middle of the night white cloaks in the snow it was kind of a cool story i don't have time to go through all of it but and then king stephen at the end ended up naming her son henry the heir Hmm. so in a little a very small way uh she she got to you know rule 
Um, she ended up ruling uh, as regent of Normandy for a little while. But the coolest fact of this, Henry II started the Plantagenet dynasty, and every monarch of the English after 1153 has been a direct descendant of Empress Matilda. Hmm. And she's one of my favorites, and I think that she should be considered the first queen of England. Well, it's a cool story. Yeah. I will give Matilda a yas queen. Has there ever been a Stephen who's not just a bastard? Stevens are... are Stephen Universe. Yeah. With the exception of my uncle Steve, who is a very kind and caring person, um, and a veteran who served for this country. Um, was it this country, or was it Canada? It was this country. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, with the exception of him, all other Stevens are just right out. Just not good. Stephen Universe. Not a real person. Let's say all non-animated Stevens, with the exception of my uncle Stephen, who is a lovely, caring person and was also is also a veteran, are right out. All right, yeah. Then we are agreed. We have come to an accord. Yes. <laughs> Thus do I pro- proclaim this in the land of Steve Land. <laughs> we ended our 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 feud with the Welsh. Now we have a feud with the Steves. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> I think we're gonna have a uh, we're gonna have. A feud with most of the United Kingdom. Before well, if you're a Welsh, Steve, I'll just say it. Screw you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, in Welsh, I think Stephen is spelled with a couple of L's and some PH's and a G. So, like, fuck that language. <laughs> Guys, All right. my grandmother was Welsh. And sure. also named Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she was a great lady. Uh, we apologize for, as always, we always apologize for our comments about the Welsh. Really, it's just kind of like, it's just how we were raised, you know? Like, we don't really, I know, I know plenty of Welsh people who are, who are great, and it, you know, it's just like a generational thing. I'm very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> apologizing not- to the Welsh, I understand. It's a difficult Can thing we get another do. question? <laughs> Okay, this, it, it looks like there's a cutoff after this one. I'm not sure exactly what's going on after this one, but this is okay. a, this last one is a British literature question. Something else that I teach, okay, keeping in with uh, British stuff. Okay, so Daniel Defoe wrote his famous essay on the education of women in 1719. Mm-hmm. What were some of his ideas on why women should be educated and then tell me about his all-woman boarding school that he proposed to build. All right. Um, well, I mean, he thought women should be educated. <sighs> this is 1719, guys. I know. This is one of my favorite ones to teach. Probably because they're people and they should be educated is what I want to say. But maybe as a, maybe as a podcast, can we all say that together? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get that in there. Yeah, as as a podcast, uh, people are people. People are people. Women deserve everything that men do. Maybe even more for putting up with men for such a long time. Lots of bullshit for men. On behalf of all educated women, I uh, accept your pre-apology for anything that you say. Okay, does that okay. give us a clean slate? Okay, cool. Okay, actually, I think that's carte blanche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which okay. Carte Blanche goes into uh, my my answer. He believed that they should educate women so that they would understand uh, how much smarter and more well-bred the English were so they would stop uh, falling for all these uh, French dandies who were coming over and stealing all of his dates. And then he'd start a school, and then the women would have to talk to him. 
please, somebody talk to me. I'm a person who's writing about educating women. I'm very, very alone. <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to say that maybe, uh, let's say that when he was younger, is Daniel Defoe, um, maybe he encountered two, like, Irish outlaws, and he became very interested. He was uh, working for the local constabulary at that time, uh, and so he started investigating what these two people were doing, and he kind of became, like, maybe they're, maybe they're not, maybe they're kind of acting morally, you know? Um, and in order to kind of get a clearer view of this, he infiltrates, uh, the, uh, like, a tavern, uh, dressed as a woman, um, and he finds that he kind of likes it a lot. Um, and, and, and he, he's, he puts his whole heart and soul into this performance, and I'm thinking about Willem Dafoe in Boondock Saints. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, that um, happened. Um, that did happen. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. That did happen. Thank you, Troy Duffy. Thank you for that, Troy Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> if you've given the world one thing, please stop. Boondock Saints 2 is terrible. Um, I liked it. I... I really now that I'm now that I've now that I've imagined it into existence, I really like this idea of like a medieval boondock saints. <laughs> yeah, two, two, yeah. Yeah. two Irish outlaws like set the whole thing. Except like instead of like firing guns everywhere and like like the, they have like a fu- got fucking swords. Yeah, you fucking like, fuck. It's like yeah, it's, I'll take my fucking sword. <laughs> yeah, Rocco. <laughs> Uh, Rocco accidentally sits off the cannon and kills the cat. Yes! <laughs> I will say, how is it there hasn't been a Boondock Saints video game? Um, because there's no justice in the world. I know. There are mods for Grand Theft Auto V on PC. <laughs> are there? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure somebody's done Be right it. back, have to go buy Grand Theft Auto V for PC. <laughs> Alright, Javier? Oh shit, I have to answer. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, you could just you could just say that maybe you're not qualified to answer because you're a dude. Or maybe I, you don't I agree do, with the basic I, presumption. I don't I do not agree with the basic presumption. <laughs> I have a lot of problems with the basic presumption. That so my women answer, should be educated? No, that women Ooh. that you need to justify women being educated <laughs> is is what I've got a problem with. I think we're getting lost in the language of this here. I'm Because he was a decent person. That's why. Hmm. All right. I mean, unlikely. <laughs> yeah. No, he's probably starting the boarding school so he could, like, have an excuse to, like, gather a bunch of women to do terrible things to them because fucking people are miserable and the worst. <laughs> and that's how I became a nihilist. Mm. On podcast. On pod. Just yeah. happened. Are you moving to Egypt? In Germany. Via nihilist. Via nihilist, Lebowski. We believe in nothing, Yeah. The Nile's in Egypt. Uh, he really is like this all the time. Yeah. I think that maybe if yeah, all, all three of us just side at the same time, we might get a full and accurate reproduction of what happens for our listener every time that Ben says a pun in this bunker. Um, that's that's important. You know, I don't think that before... That experience. Now, now that we have three mouths to exert the, the, uh, the waveform of the... <sighs> That's how it feels every time in the bunker when Ben does a pun that bad. Literally, the door opens up and makes that sound. We don't know where it comes from. Please help us. I'm funny, damn it. <laughs> Can I ask you guys some, like, real questions, though? Like, well, as a first, fan? answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta Just pick, real quick. Yeah, pick, 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 pick the winner. <sighs> okay. 
Um, the winners for this one is Chris, just because of the <laughs> jump from Daniel Defoe to Willem Defoe, and you caught me off guard with that one, and I thought that was really funny. Yeah. I was expecting somebody here to, like, get it, and I, I kept looking, it's like, nope, no, it people went, have not figured it out yet. <laughs> it went right over my head, and uh, that was very clever. Like, like maybe 30 seconds before Jafar finished his Firefly thing, I got it. I was just like, oh no. And that's that was the look I was looking for. I wanted somebody's <laughs> eyes to say just like, oh no. No, Chris, <laughs> no. Kay. Anyway, go ahead and ask your questions. Oh, I just I just wanted to know, um, do you guys like live down here? Uh Kai, yeah, more or less. You yeah. know, rent is so expensive. And there's like rooms. So, and food. So, when you say live down here, it's really kind of like a language puzzle because the bunker is very extensive. Um, and my house, for instance, is technically in the bunker, but it's quite a distance away. It would take us several hours to walk there from here. Wait, what? It's oh, yeah. tunnels and lots oh, of rooms. So, we might not even be underground? Well, we can't tell you that. Uh-oh. There aren't many windows, so yeah. we have to guess. But there's an awful lot of, like, fake windows, right? Yeah, like this Samsung, like, you, you like, watch the shows of, like, the Samsung TVs that are windows, actually. Yeah. It's like that, only you touch them and you feel the air and the breeze. Do you remember that great Brendan Fraser film, A Blast from the Past? Yes, indeed, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. It's kind of, so our bunker shares some similarities with that in that it is occasionally, in some places, an exact replica of the set from that film. Mm. Um, and yeah. Sometimes, I mean, ad nauseum, it is like an entire small s- subdivision of those houses. All identical. People have to live there, right? Otherwise, point, why stuff would they, moves, why would and they, new papers get delivered. Yeah, and the lawns are all so well-tended, and it smells like real grass. I don't know. Do you have any other questions? Oh, well, wait. What, why did he actually believe that women should be educated? Okay, so actually, Jafar was closest to this, to the actual answer. You, were, you guys were Good. worried. Wait Maybe a second. I'm not yeah. a Wait a second. At, at, at which point of his answer? Because oh, yeah. His answer yeah. went from because they deserve it to he was secretly diddling them. No. <laughs> Um, no, he was not. Um, he, okay, good. Faith he was yeah, openly doing yeah. Oh, no! Ah. Ah. The medieval world was weird. You could have a brothel and a schoolhouse just in one. There was no... Uh. <sighs> All right. Well, okay. The, the real answer to this is he did believe that women should be um, educated because they were, um, in some ways, a lot smarter than men, which is kind of cool. Um, he said that they should be educated so they could just, you know, have a conversation with someone. It's important shit. Which is interesting. Um, he also made really awful <laughs> things that, like, we wouldn't normally be okay with. Well, we would not be okay with, like, hey, you train your horses, right? Why wouldn't you train your women? Ah, <laughs> uh, the progressive thoughts of the time. Uh, yeah, very persuasive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also nice things like, you know, women's souls are like diamonds and we should polish them. And just generally, uh, patronistic, you know, kind of things like that. Now the school is the weirdest shit. Okay. Okay. So he believed that these women, cause, um, you couldn't send a woman away to a boarding school because they might get deflowered. Right. And then they wouldn't be able to get married and you know, all that stuff. So he's talking about upper class women here. 
the school would have would be triangular, okay, mm-hmm. and it would have a moat dug around it. Okay. okay. Would it be an upside down triangle? I don't know. Okay. Don't, don't get too Da Vinci Code on this motherfucker. Yeah. That is that is <laughs> nothing to do with the Da Vinci Code. That's it's fine, Chris. <laughs> The upside down triangle in the Da Vinci Code is like the whole thing. It's like the chalice. It's the vagina, guys. It's he. Okay, I mean, it's I'm kind just gonna of say you can't get you can't get judgy when you're going uh, Teletubbies and he's going Da Vinci Code. Okay. I'm, well, wait a second. Were you going Teletubbies? Well, Teletubbies was going to what I was saying, which was I was asking if they were all gay because an upside down triangle is never it's fucking. Continue, Lorianne. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to teach this, and that's all I'm going to remember is the <laughs> upside-down chalice. And Okay. Um, and there would be no guards because there can't be men watching them. So it's just an unguarded triangular <laughs> palace with a moat dug around it. And and move in, in staircases that move. That right? would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and paintings that talk to you. Yeah. And, well, and there's one entrance... So it's very not by up to fire code because they have to make sure that there's no dude sneaking into this. So yeah, place. I was right. What triangles a giant vagina, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm gonna not. Oh, I can't even think about that anymore. Okay, and um, they would be they would be um, instructed in languages and dancing because women love to dance in three four time. Thank you, Matilda. <sighs> Was this castle? Do you, do you was, guys live with him? Was this castle painted pink by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> Probably like blue. Actually, the prior to like the nineteen teens, the typical co- gendered colors were young boys wore pink and girls wore like blue. She, yeah. he, he's actually correct. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah. Um, so they basically lived in a giant diva cup. Um, <laughs> too, 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 too girly for you guys? It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Hold okay. on. So they weren't allowed to have guards. No, they can't have guards. And they only learned language and dancing. That's, yeah, basically, yeah. Because, um, it's, oh, I hate, I, he words it so weirdly, like, um, the, the women must have their darlings, like, dancing. Oh, so in order for their brains to open up to accept language, you have to do something girly like dancing like after. Dancing. Or just yeah. if we don't let them do the girly things, they won't bother to pay attention. Yeah, or, you got it. Or they won't come to our disastrously dangerous triangular castle with one entrance and no guards. <laughs> I seriously recommend reading this. It's not a long read, and it is fantastic. You can dance if you want. (laughs) So, yeah. um, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. So, normally when we have a bye week, we've got a little meter on the draft master that we have to fill up. And I don't know when it showed up on here. Hold on, I think my, I think my, my, I think it's catching up to Ben right now. <laughs> you can go to school if you want to. Yeah. It just has three sides. Because their school's got a moat, and if you don't get a moat, then you can't get inside. <laughs> you got a moat, got a moat, hope all those boys can float. <laughs> Occasionally, I can see the seed of a pun entering Ben's brain, and then I watch as it blooms and he slowly loses control. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's a thing. <sighs> so anyways, the draft master normally warns us when we're need to do a bunch of these really quickly and yeah. we uh, plug a thing into Chris's head. 
Um, but right now it just says pop quiz. Okay. Are we certain that I don't need to plug the computer into my head? I though? think we're... Oh, Lorianne, can you... I'll say this. Normally it'll also produce the, the alcohol wipes to clean off the jack, and it hasn't. It's true. Yeah. So I mean, but the alcohol wipes kind of sting, and maybe it knows it's that. It's better than the infections, Chris. It is. Uh, so, so pop quiz. Oh, weird. Okay, so what's popping up at the moment are literally questions from tests that I give my students. Oh, okay. Wow, they must. Have, so they hacked my dreams and my computer. Uh, that, I mean, that yeah, sounds that's, like the commissioner. That's the commissioner. By any chance, do you keep a dream diary on your computer? No. Maybe in person on paper. I have a Google Drive. Yeah, uh, yeah that's that's you might want to. Double yeah. check. So, okay. pop quiz time, I guess. Okay, well, here you go, guys. Um, ooh, these are some of the hard ones. I'm kind of excited for this. Okay, let's okay. do this. Um, what is verisimilitude, and how is it used in literature? Um, it's truthfulness, and it's used to lie. Y- yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. I'll, I'll run with what Chris said. Isn't it the... I'm li- going to copy off my, my neighbor. Isn't it the stuff you sprinkle on top of Italian food? Oh, no, that's vermicelli. Vermicelli, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pass. Um, I'll give this one to Chris, because I guess it's it, you got it right. Um, it's it's the use of some kind of device to make it seem like a story is true, like setting um, like newspapers or, you know, something in Dracula. there to make it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Cool. I got that one, too, because yeah. I copied off you, Chris. High five. <sighs> You're going to the principal's office. Oh. Wait, would that mean you're going to the commissioner's office? Let's not talk about okay. it. Next question. All right. Um, the next thing is, oh, this is vocab. Um, define hoi polloi for me. Hoi polloi is a form of dancing that they have in, like, Brazil, where they dance around with fire sticks and hula hoops. I think it's a type of barbecued fish in Hawaii. Okay. Um, it is a... Uh, it's a gambit where you convince somebody your name is Hoy. It's the Hoy ploy. <laughs> okay. Um, none of you guys got that correct. Um, the correct answer um, is uh, the common people think of poli, poli like uh, Greek Latin roots. Like oh my god, of, like Vox of, Popula. Yeah, you yeah. got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. Man, that's really hard because we got a couple. Because I got a poi joke. And I got a ploy joke. We can all get it wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, fine. great. It's pop quiz. Okay. okay. Yep. Um, next one. Um, what is a malapropism? And give an example. Um, that is uh, when you uh, provide somebody the wrong prop for a scene. <laughs> uh, so it's like, hey, I'm going out for my big uh, battle scene at the end of one of the Shakespeare plays. And it's like... Here's your tankard. It's like, I need my sword. Here's your tankard. It's like, oh no, I've got a malprop. Uh, okay. Um, that mm. is when you take your sister's Barbies to play and blow them up with your G.I. Joes. You appropriate the Malibu Barbie. Malapro. Okay. So so you guys are both wrong because <laughs> Mala clearly stands for duck and uh, pro- propriism is, is clearly, it's like priapism. So it's when you get um, giant lasting erections from ducks. <laughs> 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 Are they corkscrew? Oh, no. It's only um, natural. God created that. I'm, tem- I'm tempted to give it to you because that is something that an 18 year old might put on a test. Um, but it, it is saying that I have to take 
the right answer? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Um, so all of you guys got that one wrong. Okay, you did, you did get mala. I mean, mala means bad, right? Um, so basically it is when um, a word is exchanged for a word that does not mean the same thing but sounds like the same thing. So from... Wait, so we all kind of did that. Yeah, you yeah. kind of... He, he was really... Ben was very close. Um, yeah, if you were... I don't know. It, it, yeah, so... Um, if I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah. It's, so if you say, like, hand me my, my cataracts instead of hand me my contacts, right? Okay. Which is kind of funny because that's bad for your eyes. And, yeah. These are also called dogberry-isms. This is an extra credit. What Shakespeare play is that from? I'm going to say the Shakespeare classic O. You know, they made it into a movie. <laughs> Yeah, was that was it? Who was in that? Josh Hartnett? No, who was that? Um, uh, uh, Heath Ledger. Oh wait, no, that was the other Shakespeare classic. Ten things I hate about you. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm getting All confused. Right. All right. Um, I think it was Henry the Eighth, Part Five. Okay. Yeah. It's much ado about nothing. Thank you. <laughs> Could <laughs> make a joke, Ben. No, I just <laughs> made a joke, Ben. I've been making too many jokes, and I've gotten like no points. And the student in me is just like freaking out. It's just like, no, you need to get hundred percent, Ben. You need to get hundred percent, or else you don't get electricity for six months. Oh, um, yeah. So, um, for example, it's a real thing that happened. Oh. Um, for example, Dogberry, when he's talking to Leonardo, says, One word, sir, or watch, sir, we have indeed comprehended two auspicious persons. And we would, <laughs> yeah, and we would uh, have them examined before your worship. Okay? So, yeah. I'm so sure we, that wasn't something that Ice said? Oh, gosh. That's, I, Wait, are you, ta- are you talking about, like... The the witch movie? No, he's talking oh. about he's talking about the federal agency separating children from oh. their families. Oh. Ah. We are not Pod Save America. <laughs> um, oh dear lord. Okay, see, I went. I thought you were making a Law and Order SVU joke. You're like oh. Ice no. T is talking. It's just like <laughs> I, I like that. Yo, dog. We rest these peeps. <laughs> I thought you were making a hocus pocus joke because you know, like this is my friend Ernie. Oh, it's actually ice. You remember when he turns around and it's in his hair? Okay, I yeah. love that movie a lot. Okay. Yeah. We are um, looking for children. We are we we need children. Well, I got some time. <laughs> oh, okay. Randy bus driver. Um here's the next one. This is a uh oh, this is one of the vocab words that I uh that I give out to my students. Uh define the word peccadillo. Okay. Um, that's clearly a cross between a woodpecker and an armadillo. So it's kind of like an armored bird that flies around and pecks holes into like, I'm thinking like armored personnel carriers. You're very close, Chris. Um, you're right with the armadillos, but it's like a murder of crows. It's a peck of armadillos. Oh, it's a group of armadillos. Yes. Gotcha. Isn't it a a brand of uh, little cigars made by Gregory Peck? (laughs) (laughs) I'll get me a pack of peccadillos. Um, you all got that incorrect. Ah, okay. Drat. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, um, a, you got the closest because part of it do, is a little something. Um, a peccadillo is a little sin or a little white lie or something okay. like that. Yeah. Okay. Cigars now, are called peccadillos. Like, like taking the commissioner's uh, name in oh, vain. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's, that's a big crime. That, no, that's a big crime. Yeah. Well, it depends on what your intent is for it. But Pop have, quiz time. Have you guys ever seen him? I don't want to talk about it. Let's stop talking about it. Let's not, yeah. Uh, okay. 
All right, next one. Um, let's see. Oh, when is a book considered an epistolary? An epistolary is a auxiliary section of a book that you get at the library that someone has unfortunately peed on. Okay. You're close. It's actually something like uh, Uncle John's. It's a bathroom reader. Oh. Okay, yeah. Oh. You guys are both wrong. Clearly, it's an epistolary if it's been written by an epistle, like Paul or George or Ringo or John. Okay. All right. <laughs> Did you get the le- the levels on that one? <laughs> wow. Okay. Sometimes the double layered pun is kind of risky. Man. Yeah. That was beautiful. Um, an epistolary is a story whose plot is driven by letter writing. Um, so if anybody's read like Frankenstein, um, it starts out with a bunch of letters being written back and forth to people. Um, but the word epistle does mean letter. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I actually yeah. just read a book like that on Saturday. Yeah, so you, you read yeah. an epistolary novel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Artemis by uh, Anthony Weir, the guy who did uh, The Martian. It's his new book. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's really right. good. And Ben Dragon and I are the same also engaged okay. in negotiations to a duel to the death by letters, too. So Yeah. Wait, um, what? Oh, I don't know about that. You're, you're, set, you're the middleman. You're setting that up. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're Chris's second. Okay, let's move on. We'll figure it out later. Okay. Um, Your next question is, um, ooh, this one's fun. Um, What are the three types of irony? And give an example for each of them. Okay, well, okay. Well, there's, everyone knows about dramatic irony. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. That's when something is ironic because of the overacting. Um, And then there's also um, ironic irony. Uh, that's irony that you get when a boulder made of iron crushes you. And, uh, what's the third? Chris, do you know the third? No, man. Ben, do you know the third? Uh, you answer this one. I got my own answers, man. Okay, um, the third would have to be when you reach for something and it's not there. That's kind of ironic, right? When you can't, a little bit. When you can't think of a funny answer after an hour and a half of improv. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's called tragic irony. There we are. Yeah, okay. So the three, three types of irony. You have raw irony, which is mined from the ground. Okay. Uh, you smelt it together with some, some charcoal, some, some coal, some... It's coke. It's basically just like, uh, you know, coal that comes from the ground. is very hot. Uh, and then you get um, steel irony, right? And then... The third thing is if you also mix in some, like, palladium or some chromium, you get a type of irony that doesn't rust, and that's stainless irony. See, Chris, you're close. You, you do have ore irony, which is the irony you just that occurs naturally. Then you take that irony and you add steam, and it's clothes irony. Uh, and then there is uh, Siegel's irony, which is when you iron, you, you iron so far away... <laughs> oh god this is the cringiest episode so far yep. and I, I know we've said Oof. it many times but that's the podcast wow <laughs> it's over now what what is your brain i don't know wow okay well um i guess jafer gets third credit okay i'll okay. take it okay um and 
I, I guess geology teacher might be really happy with your knowledge. Um, the three types are dramatic, situational, and verbal irony. But you guys did so well on this. Just so well. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Oh, excellent. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's Wait, great to hear. Thanks, Lo. Is anybody else hearing Alanis Morissette? No. No, I'm not. No, it's no I'm more, not. More of a Natalie Don't and Brulia. Yeah. 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 Can you help me? I'm torn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared that Wait. I'll never... <laughs> but are you burnt? <laughs> was that Alanis Morissette? Irony? Ironic? Yeah, yeah. that was Alanis okay. Morissette. Yeah, no, I just wasn't... I was just being a dick, Ben. Okay. Your joke was correct. I just didn't think it was funny. You made me suddenly just like, did I make the wrong 90s singer reference? No, no, Uh, you're fine. Okay. Okay, this is the last one. Okay. Um, And feel free to take a little bit of time on this one if you need to. Um, uh, This is a recap of what we've learned today. Okay, kind of wrapping it up. Um, I'd like you to write a few lines of what you learned today in iambic pentameter for me. Uh, Okay. Are you using outside sources, Jafar? No. Put your phone away, Jafar. <laughs> it's a text. I have to take care of it. Okay. I definitely didn't have to look up what iambic pentameter was. <laughs> God damn it! I'm, I'm doing this off memory. It has been a while since I wrote a sonnet. It's been a lot longer since I was in <clears throat> high school than the rest of you. I get a pass. <laughs> okay. I'm ready to go when you guys are. Ooh, teacher. Teacher's pet over here. Mm-hmm. Teacher's pet. Not somebody who's about to earn himself a detention. So we have two students who are ready. Jafar? Almost there. I don't think he's studied. <clears throat> he hasn't been the same since he came. question while he's working? Of course. Um, is the Electric Ladyland a real place? Yeah, we can go yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Okay, because I, I... Are they sentient? Can I, Wait, like, talk to them? have you ever been to Electric Ladyland? No. Okay. Yeah. I kind of I kind of think of them as, like, fembots. That may be... So... That's you'll just have too to small in scale. Yeah, there's a lot. How big is this bunker? Um, Javier, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who who would like to uh, impress me first? Oh God. Okay. There is an empress. Oh my, Matilda, teach the children well. Close, but okay. I understand. Okay. There once was a man named Ben. <laughs> whose puns I could never stand. When someone asked why, I replied with a sigh. It's because he tries to make as many as he can. Um, Javier, that was a limerick. <laughs> <laughs> Disqualification! Uh... I actually wrote mine in a uh, kind of underused variant of iambic pentameter called chatineric pentameter. Wow. <laughs> um... <laughs> So let's, it's a Canadian variation. <laughs> let's take this from the top. Okay. I am not so very good at iambic pentameter, but I'd like to thank you, Laurie Ann Gurley, 
for coming on the podcast. Um, I don't know if anybody got the iambic pentameter perfect. I might have to check the work, um, but I do like the brown nosing um, and and the Shatnerism. Um, I, I think it. I got I'm pretty uh, sure I got do it. Do you want me to check? Do you want me to take a second? It's okay, to check we can it? look at it okay. after. Yeah. Okay. Um, well done. I'm gonna give that one to Chris. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Um, it's coming up blank now, so I think we're done. Okay. Um, well, thanks for coming on, Lorianne. Um, I am looking forward to finding out if you're able to leave the bunker. And with that, we'll see you wait next a, week wait for a, the draft draft. Wait a second. Did you just... This is an experiment. What? What? You knew that... Because that, we never brought somebody... Shh. The bunker is already... Has always kind of... Draft, draft, debate. We're going to do the draft, draft, debate next. Don't worry about it. Okay. Stop touching me. Um... Are we sure that I don't need to stick that cable in my head because kind of I want to do it now? No. No, no. Don't stick the cable. You know what? I'm going to move that cable over here yeah. where you can't see it. Yeah, okay. Just, just toss it over there. All right. Yeah, thanks, Lorianne. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Lorianne. And you know who else needs some thanks? Thanks, as always, to The Kickstand. Band. You can find their music at thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. And feel free to follow uh, Lorianne Gurley's uh, lead and shoot us an email at draftuniverse at gmail.com. Let us know uh, your thoughts on uh, some of our, our uh, quiz scores here or how you feel about any of our previous drafts or ideas for drafts for the future. And you might be invited to join us in the bunker, even if we're not entirely certain that you can ever leave again. And feel free to join us on Facebook.com slash DraftTheUniverse, Twitter at DraftTheVerse, hashtag DraftTheUniverse, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, um, thanks for having me on, guys, and I really appreciate it. Um, bye. Airplane mode. Stop trying to make airplane mode happen. <laughs> it hasn't even been a button, Ben. It hasn't even been a button. I don't care. He made no. the Turboverse a thing. I, I can keep my, my thing. Turboverse hilarious singing airplane mode. No, airplane mode has been a button. Just once. Has it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, maybe, maybe it'll come back then. We'll see. We'll see how much butt material we get from this one. Did you say butt material? I did. Yeah. Bunker's big. Wow.
Okay. Very, very big. Bunker big. It's not small? Bunker not small. Bunker big. Big, big, big bunker. That's a really good alliteration. Well done. Extra, extra Bravo. Points. Yeah, bravo. Yes. Okay. Now, that's good button material right there. Okay. Now, the Egyptians held power and were super racist. That was a thing. Yeah. And misogynistic. Yeah. Cool. To be fair, though, a lot of that was while they were under the rule of the Greeks. Because the Potomac uh, if pharaohs were all Greek. You mean uh, Ptolemaic? Yes. Okay, because the Potomac Pharaohs. <laughs> is the, yeah, that would be, the, be the name of, of a great oh. fucking punk band. Or, or like a really interesting, like, limited run, like 10 episodes a season series on like AMC. <laughs> Potomac Pharaohs. It'd be, it would be Pharaohs of the Potomac. Yeah. And, oh, holy shit. That, okay, different, different series entirely. So, uh, Potomac Pharaohs would be like about like a gang that's running in, in like, Washington, Delaware area, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pharaohs of the Potomac would be a harebrained history channel show that t- that tries to say that Egyptian people lived in the Washington, D.C. area before it was colonized and that there are mummies. Well, no, but there were there were the two lost tribes of Israel on the, on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. And Just then they fought. Yeah. I haven't seen Don't. the Book of Mormon, but are you, are you making a joke? Well, it's, it's a reference to... The Mormon belief, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> dum 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 dum. I can never tell the difference between the Book of Mormon and the the Mormon belief. Like I can't tell which is There's actually being parodied. There's not a big difference. Well, <laughs>